The portion of God's Word that we will focus our attention on this evening follows the other portions that we just heard from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, as we hear Zechariah's song. His father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and has redeemed his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the sun, the rising sun, will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the desert until he appeared publicly to Israel. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So far, all the, the readings in our Advent series have come from Luke chapter 1. And you might be starting to see some recurring themes. While on, on first glance, you might not think that a a young woman who's not even married yet, a virgin, you might think that she would have nothing in common with this old priest named Zechariah. And yet it turns out they had quite a bit in common. They both had visits from the same angel who brought them these amazing messages. That The one was going to be the father of the prophet that God had promised who was going to come and get things ready for the Messiah, for the Savior. And the other would be the mother of that Messiah. And yet they respond in almost identical ways when the angel Gabriel appears. Both Mary and Zechariah, they they both knew God's Old Testament pretty well. They knew the promises of God. They knew that he promised to send this king, this Messiah. They knew that there was a prophet who would come and prepare the way who would preach repentance and the forgiveness of sins that the Messiah was going to come to win peace between God and and men. And yet even though they knew all this, when Gabriel showed up, they were both afraid. Mary was greatly troubled. And as we just heard a few minutes ago, Zechariah was gripped with fear. And understandably so. Two sinners. It might seem very different on the outside, but very much the same. A young woman 
an old man. No difference in God's sight. They weren't chosen because they were so special. They weren't chosen because they were unique. They were just sinners. Like everyone else, like you, like me, like every other woman, like every other man. And they proved it with their reaction to the angels. Terror, fear. It's really not that hard to understand. When a sinful human being sees God in his glory or an angel that stands in the presence of God, holy, blameless, righteous, the the reaction's always the same. It's always fear. The young woman, the old man, they had never seen their sin as clearly as they were in that moment when they stood before this holy messenger of God. And yet what does Gabriel say to both? Do not be afraid. And it's not like a parent walking into their child's room while they're having a nightmare and screaming and the parent says, don't be afraid. Everything's going to be okay. The parent is telling the kid in that moment, right here, right now, at this point in time, don't be afraid. The parent is not telling that child they never need to fear the rest of their life. They're just saying right here, right now, you don't need to be afraid. Everything's going to be okay. That's not what Gabriel says. There's a way that Gabriel could have said, don't be afraid right now, but instead Gabriel says, don't ever be afraid again. He gives Mary a command. He gives Zechariah a command that is meant to stick with them for the rest of their lives. He is literally saying to both of them, don't you ever be afraid again. Zechariah's song explains why. Let's walk through it again together. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and has redeemed his people. We we talked about this quite a bit this last Sunday as we talked about one of Jesus' predictions of the end of the world, how he said we could lift up our heads and stand up straight without fear at his return because his return means our redemption is drawing near. Zechariah knew that God's promised Messiah was to come and redeem his people, to buy them back, to give himself in exchange for sinners like you and me. And Mary and Zechariah both knew this Savior was for them. And so Gabriel can say, don't ever be afraid again. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. A lot of times when we focus on the ministry of Jesus, we see people around him who did not understand what the Messiah was going to do. They thought the Messiah was going to be this earthly savior because they read words like this or or they would think of prophecies that made it seem like God is going to free us from our enemies. He's going to free us from the Romans. But Zechariah proves that he understood the prophecies correctly 
that it was not about freeing people from earthly tyranny. That's not why the Messiah came. He came to free from a different kind of of enemy, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness. That's the kind of salvation the Messiah was coming to bring. If you need to be enabled, that means you're not able. (laughs) And that's what Zechariah and Mary understood. That, That God had come to enable them to serve him without fear. That the Messiah meant righteousness and holiness would be granted to us through the forgiveness of sins so that we would no longer need to be afraid of God, so that we would no longer need to stand in fear before an angel, that the idea of serving God in his temple, of approaching him with prayer, would no longer terrify us because the Messiah was going to free us from our enemies. Sin, death, and the devil was going to win a resounding victory so that we could serve him in fear. Not something we would do, but something God would enable us to do. And as he ponders all this, Zechariah realizes, and you, my son, are going to have the coolest job ever. Listen to what he says to his son, John. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him. And how would this happen? To give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. And if you're going to give them the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, you have to show them their sins. And that's what John did. He came and he called people to repentance. He showed them the reality of their sins so that they could see that the Messiah had come to forgive their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the path of peace. And if it seems like I'm moving through this kind of quickly, I am because I wanted to get to this. These last two phrases show us that Zechariah knew his Bible really, really well. First, he points to an incredible prophecy that ends the Old Testament. Think about this. Malachi was written about 400 years before Jesus. That was the last portion of God's word written down. And here is Zechariah serving as a priest in God's temple. And the words that ended the Old Testament are ringing in his ears. Listen to this Prophecy from Malachi chapter 4. Surely the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubble, and the day that is coming will set them on fire, says the Lord Almighty. Not a root or a branch will be left to them. But for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness, S-U-N, The sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its rays. And here is Zechariah telling his son, his infant son, what he's going to have the privilege of doing. He says, 
because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven. He realizes what this means. The words that were promised 400 years ago, the words that close the Old Testament, they're about to come true. They're about to come true. The sun of righteousness is about to rise and shine on us. And why does that matter? To shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. That's Isaiah 9. Listen to these words. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. The sun that would rise, promised in Malachi, is the light that would shine on the people living in darkness, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace, peace that would have no end. What is Zechariah realizing? It's happening right now. All the work that he did in the temple, all the pictures that were built into Old Testament worship, all the prophecies, the readings of the scripture, the sacrifices, it all pointed to this very moment when the Messiah would come. And Zechariah is realizing in a moment of joy and song, it's happening right now. Two thousand years ago, another John, the apostle, he wrote down these words at the very end of the book of Revelation. They're in red, if you have a red letter Bible, because they're the words of Jesus, who John was seeing in his glory, ruling over all things. And what did Jesus say? He said, yes, I am coming soon. And here we are 2,000 years later. And maybe some of us are scratching our heads saying, soon? It's been 2,000 years. Now put yourself in Zechariah's shoes for a minute. The guy who's realizing in this moment of joy that all of God's promises are coming true. He's the guy singing about Abraham and, and Jacob and all these promises, the covenant that you made Do you know when God made the covenant with Abraham in relation to Zechariah? It was 2,000 years earlier. And he's realizing this is all happening right now. We've been waiting for 2,000 years and he's keeping his promise right now. Son, you're going to be the one to prepare the way for the promised Savior. He's going to be born and all this is going to come to completion. Do you see where I'm going with this? I can't promise you that you're going to get to have one of those moments where you hear the trumpets blast and you see Jesus coming and you have this incredible realization, it's happening right now! But it's going to happen soon. 
And Zechariah experienced that God doesn't just make promises. He keeps them every single time. He realized that the promise kept in the Messiah means that we get to serve God without fear all of our days because we've been redeemed. Our sins have been forgiven. The Messiah has exchanged himself for us. God's promises are kept and there's this one that remains where Jesus says, I'm coming. Heaven is yours. While you wait for Jesus to come again, remember Zechariah, who was an old man waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And then all of a sudden, he came to know that God keeps his promises every single time. Serve the Lord without fear while you wait. Know that God keeps his promises every single time and know that Jesus is coming soon. Your sins are forgiven. You are at peace with God. You get to serve him without fear all your days. Amen.